Good morning, my friends, and welcome to this episode of Happiness After Codependency. I'm Marshall Berkshire, and I'm your guide back to creating relationships that fulfill you, creating prosperity and peace in your life after codependency and narcissistic abuse. Today, we are going to be talking about sovereignty, <clears throat> the importance of sovereignty and why it's crucial to your healing, to your freedom, and to actually achieving the outcomes you desire in your life and relationships your own wealth, prosperity, purpose, peace, connection, all of that. So that's what we're going to be jumping in today. Before we do that, I need to get this shared out to the community here on Facebook. So if you're looking for additional tools, guidance, and support in your journey out of codependency, come join us in the community. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and the Let's get across that 5,000 subscriber mark there. So yeah, thank you guys again for the support and sharing my work and being a part of my journey in growing my own world beyond codependency. Okay, so I've got that shared out. So sovereignty. So first of all, what is sovereignty? Sovereignty is the right to govern ourselves. This concept of self-government is something that is destroyed in abuse and neglect. It's something, uh, it's directly attacked. It's attacked through shaming us for the choices we make, making us question and distrust our own sense of things, our own perception, our own awareness of things. It shames and it destroys our sovereignty by shaming and guilting us for making mistakes, for taking risks, for attempting to discover something. It destroys our sovereignty by attacking our worth, our personal worth, our innate value, and then convincing us, teaching us that our innate value, our, our worth as a human being is attached to the approval, satisfaction, or pleasure of someone else or to the outcomes we create. So our sovereignty is directly and, and often, especially in toxic relationships, deliberately attacked in order to diminish it. Because if we don't have an anchored connection to our right to self-govern, then we don't have boundaries. We don't have uh, orientation to our own worth. We don't trust ourselves. We don't follow our own instincts, our own guidance, our own intuitions. Instead, we are anchored or moored outside of ourselves in what I call external orientation or other focused, whatever other the other person or people dictate is real for me, then that's what's going to be real for me. Rather than sourcing our own wisdom, our own guidance, and following that instead. So sovereignty is a critical component to our healing. Now, the fun thing about sovereignty and codependency is emerging from codependency into sovereignty is what dissolves this conditioning around being powerless, being hopeless, hopeless and ultimately being helpless because so a lot of times in codependency we are trying to control external factors we're trying to get someone else to be do or have something we're trying to make outcomes happen a certain way this is where perfectionism comes out we're trying to control how people feel about us and what they think about us uh, by trying to earn their love by, by uh, attempting to prove our worth that kind of thing. And so there's a lot of externalized control, an attempt to change something else that's not naturally in our power. 
influence. Codependency externalizes control. Sovereignty internalizes that. So sovereignty is built on three core principles or three core elements. The first element in this is this idea of personal autonomy. So personal autonomy means I am whole. I have my own beingness. I am intrinsically connected with everything, but I'm not merged or blended with it. Instead, I have my own wholeness, other people have their own wholeness, and then we have connections between these wholenesses. And that creates a tapestry of interconnection and our interdependence between us and other individuals. So personal autonomy allows us to access our own resources, to identify what is ours and what is others. It allows us to differentiate feelings, for instance. A lot of times, codependents, we struggle to define what our feelings are versus someone else's feelings. We, we struggle with def defining our own wants versus someone else's wants, our needs versus their needs, our desires versus theirs. Because we have a habit of internalizing these external feelings, wants, needs, and desires as a, our own. So we blend or enmesh with other people that way. And that confuses us as to what is ours versus what is others. It confuses our sense of responsibility. Let me know in the comments if you do this. Do you feel responsible for the emotions other people have in their world. I'm going to mute this real quick. Okay. Because if you do that, you're blending your emotions with other people's emotions. You're also blending responsibility, your responsibility with theirs. And that puts us in some very controlling, invasive habits of trying to fix others, control others, dictate what they do, protect them from their mistakes protect them from the outcomes of their choices and actions, which leads to enabling, things like that. When we come back to personal autonomy, we're able to define or distinguish between what is mine, what is theirs? What am I responsible for? What are they responsible for? This allows us to discern what's in our power and what is not, and allows us to connect with what we should be following boundary-wise. Because intrinsically, sovereignty, personal autonomy, is about, it creates boundary. It creates shape and definition, territory, about me versus another person in contrast uh, to each other. So if I'm anchored in my personal autonomy, I'm able to acknowledge that that is their feeling, that is something they have to manage. I'm not responsible for managing their emotion. Oh, they're making that choice and inheriting that outcome with that choice and action. That is theirs to manage. Oh, that's their perspective and their opinion of that. I'm not responsible for trying to change that even if I disagree with it. Instead, we orient to the wholeness or completeness of the other person and ourselves. Then we can detect our own feelings. Well, I feel this way about it. I see it this way. I have this point of view. I'm sensing this about this person, place, or thing, rather than looking to others to figure out what we should be thinking or feeling about something. We get to know ourselves. See, sovereignty is the foundation connecting to our innate value, our intrinsic personhood, and then coming to follow 
that personhood, that beingness that we be. Without being anchored in our sovereignty and our personal autonomy, we cannot accomplish that. The second component in, in our sovereignty is called personal authority. So this means I have rights to control and manage my resources. Generally, this is going to break down to four things. I manage my emotions, my desires, my choices and actions, and then the material resources I have in my possession. So that would be like a car, house, food, computers, things like that. Whatever is our material property. We have a sovereign right to manage these things. Our personal authority is directly expressed through how we use our choice and action in our lives. We are not obligated to use our choice and action to please others. Others are not obligated to do that for us. Instead, we, if we're tapped into our personal autonomy, into our personal authority, we're anchored in our own sense of self and what we value and what matters to us and what we're sensing in the situations we encounter, we can then use our personal power, our ability to make choice and action in a, in a way that I call congruency. We can choose things that align with what we want or intend in our life. See, happiness, satisfaction, fulfillment aren't magical things. They aren't random things. They are results. They are products of understanding what we value and then aligning our choices and actions with those values so that we create a perpetual cycle of fulfillment and satisfaction because our choices and actions lead to outcomes that reflect what we value and what we desire to experience in our life. To get to that kind of function in our life, we have to embrace that we are sovereign, worthy beings. And we have to feel safe taking these actions. So this connects with our previous two trainings in this series. The necessity for safety, the necessity for sanity, now the necessity of sovereignty. So this is, this is why it builds this way. If we're safe, we can access what's real understand what's really going on, what are the patterns of behavior, impact, and results we're dealing with. And then we can use our sovereignty, our personal autonomy, and our personal authority to change that outcome so that it adds more safety, more sanity through the use of our personal authority and our sovereignty. See how that's working there? My, this is the way I've set up the happiness after codependency system is to help you build these things in your life step by step. First step of safety, then sanity, then sovereignty. This gives us the foundation for moving into the exploration and discovery of who you really are through aligning with and coming to know your innate value, your own voice, and then the vision you have for your world, for your life, for your relationships. And from there, you create those relationships in your life relationship with life with yourself and with others that's what we accomplish in a happiness after codependency system this eliminates the need for codependency all right so get off my little rabbit trail there <laughs> so back to personal to sovereignty so sovereignty we have those three elements element number one personal autonomy element number two personal authority the ability to make choice in action and then element number three Wow, my brain just dropped it. Come back, brain. Authority, autonomy, and ah. 
personal power. This is the application of choice and action in our world. This enables us to go, okay, what am I wanting? Then is that congruent or aligned with what I'm choosing? Is it aligned with the intent I have? And what actions am I taking in response to the choices I'm making? Because we can make a choice and I can say, I'm choosing this thing and not take action towards it. Let me know if in the comments below you've done that because I definitely have done that. It's like, I want X, Y, Z, like, <laughs> give you a relevant example. Oh, I want to, I want to have more peace. Yeah, I keep choosing things that bring drama into my life. I keep taking action that brings them in. So if my choice is peace, but my action is drama, we have what's called incongruency there. So in personal power, what we're doing is we're building accountability with ourselves. We're coming into a deeper, more uh, connected experience with our, with our uh, sanity, our reality of what's going on. So we're becoming more sober about what we're choosing and what outcomes those choices and the actions we take create. Because when we can align with our personal power, with the intent we have, with our values, this is where, again, we naturally, organically create more peace, more relief, more rest, more safety, more pleasure, more joy, because we're doing things that foster and empower it. And that's essential to this journey. So... Let me know what you guys are experiencing, what, what your thoughts are in the comments below. I'm going to check them here right now. Hi, Deborah. How are you doing? Hope shares, is this similar to a pattern of thinking your thoughts affect other person's realities? Yes. If we think our thoughts affect other people's realities, we have been taught magical thinking. Your thoughts do not have the power to affect other people's realities. The power of impact is how a person processes what they've encountered. So person A does a thing towards person B. Person's, person B's psychology, programming, and experience interpret this a certain way, and that creates an impact between each of you. Now, if your intent, if person A's intent was, I want to impact them with love, and person B experiences panic, then there's an incongruency going on. And person A's responsibility in this is to understand where person, person B is coming from. Person B's responsibility is to communicate where they're coming from so that they can build a way to create that impact in person B's world more effectively. That might involve person B doing some work to feel safer in that thing. It might involve person A doing the thing differently. Real world example. So uh, the client was trying to show love towards their spouse. Their spouse has um, a high level of anxiety. And so they wanted to surprise their spouse. They, because they thought that would be loving. Like, I'm, I'm going to create this nice little dinner for them. So they were out doing a lot of things and being kind of like covert and playfully secretive. But it really scared the other individual because they're like, feels like they're withdrawing from me. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what's going on. 
So, oh, okay. So when we got to the thick of this between each other, they both realized, oh, we're trying to love each other, but we're inadvertently missing the mark. So the, the spouse had to do some work on seeing uh, the actual pattern in their relationship and beginning to trust that pattern of safety and love that, that their spouse was showing them. And the spouse learned, hey, maybe I shouldn't do surprisey, covert things, but I can still love them by sharing and giving them this beautiful thing I'm creating for them. So they made that adjustment and started working for them. So that's an example of how impact can happen when both people have very positive intents. It's just that we come from our own world. But thoughts themselves do not affect other people's realities. Um, thoughts can affect how you interact with your reality, and their experience of your thoughts can affect how they in interact with your reality, but thoughts themselves don't have that kind of power. Callista shares, protect them from their mistakes. Yes. See, when we are in our sovereignty, we are willing to let people... <laughs> I have to rephrase that because it still gets me. When we're in our sovereignty, we get out of people's way. We're not letting them do anything. We're not allowing them to do anything because we have no intrinsic authority. We have no power. They're going to do what they do. This is so critical to understanding how we impact our own lives and our own well-being and then how people show up in our world. Because when we get down the road in the happiness after codependency system, we get into the relationship building components, we talk about compatibility. And we talk about a principle of discovery over commitment. And if we're not in our sovereignty, we cannot identify compatibility uh, through discovery. Instead, we're going to rush to commitment because we think commitment gives us power and control over the destiny of the relationship, which is a common habit for us in codependency. Here's why. Sovereignty. If we leave people alone, we get out of their way and they do their sovereign things, we see who they are from their nature the pattern of behavior they do just because of who they choose to be. And from that pattern of behavior, we can identify impacts and results that we live with. And then we can ask the question, do I like these patterns of behavior, results, and impact? Do I want to live with them? This creates predictability in our awareness. So now we're choosing relationships based on probability, not possibility. You can't do that if you're not anchored in your own sovereignty, allowing yourself to be who you are, to show up and, and act from your own beingness and, uh, and getting out of the way of other people doing that for themselves. So let me know if that makes sense. But that is the critical, crucial importance here with sovereignty. For us to be anchored into and know and follow our, our value, our intrinsic worth, to be who we are so that we can create outcomes that align with ourselves and have relationships that are fun and fulfilling, we have to be able to access respect and follow our personal autonomy, our authority, and our personal power and do the same with others. That's why it's the foundation of my work is restoring safety emotionally, physically, and relationally, building sanity, getting connected with reality, and then building and establishing ourselves on sovereignty because that gives us the power to then connect with who we are, choose who we want to be, act that way, which then creates results of 
uh, relationship with life and others and ourselves that is happy, fulfilling, honest, and clear. This is the magic here. This is why we don't need codependency in our world because we have an entirely different strategy to get our need for safety, connection, and value identity fulfilled that perpetuates itself. That doesn't require us to have to suffer in shame, guilt, anxiety, fear, uh, self-loathing, panic. Instead, we get to thrive in peace, rest, a sense of real felt love and like and enjoyment of ourselves and of others. That's the work. So, some things to explore in your sovereignty, to see where you're at. Are you giving your power away to other people? You can tell if you are because you're looking for permission or reassurance from someone else that you're doing the right thing. Your brain is like, well, what will other people think? That's a leak of power. It's a power leak. And I bring that home and go, well, what do I think? What do I sense? What, what matters to me here? Are you occupied with other people and what they're doing versus being occupied with what you want and what you're doing? That's a tricky one. Are you letting people, are you getting out of their way and letting them have the impact they have with their choices and actions? If they do a thing to you and you're like, ouch, that hurt, and you tell them, ouch, that hurt, and then they blow up, you didn't make a mistake. They just taught you that they're not safe. They're not mature enough to handle feedback. If they go out and do something that harms their life, let them inherit the consequence. The consequence teaches them. It gives them an opportunity to grow. Don't get in the way of that. That's not your job. They come to you and you're like, oh, man, I spent all my money and I don't have anything for rent now. And you're like, ah, yeah, that's rough. That's rough. I know how stressful that could be. What you going to do about it? That is a healthy response to someone who is screwing up their life with their choices and actions. Like, oh, that's awful, man. What you going to do differently next time? Stay out of their yard. Let them inherit the consequences of their choices. Let yourself inherit the consequences of yours so they can teach you what to do better and different next time so you can get more of what you deserve in your life. This is the magic of sovereignty. It gets us right back to our power. So then that's where we can make change because our power isn't in other people being, doing, or having a certain thing. We have no business in defining that for them. Our power is doing this for ourselves. It's being anchored here, coming to know what we value, know what matters to us, know what feels safe to us, pleasurable to us, enjoyable to us. Knowing what our, and sensing into and feeling our innate value and seeing what that inspires in us to do. A lot of people run out into the world seeking purpose externally. I've got to be this thing and do that thing and have this thing. And then they're unhappy. They're empty. They're frustrated. It's because they're trying to get something that they cannot get outside of themselves. They already have it. We have to learn to tap into this and allow this kind of inborn purpose through innate value 
let it guide us because that's where the satisfaction is that's where the joy is because that's where we become alive so guys this is why sovereignty is crucial it's one of the core i mean it's, it's weaved into everything i do whether it's the happiness after codependency system or the solo courses what i do here with you guys or in the group i'm always the work is to bring you back to your power so you can choose what matters to you, and then take action on that so you can witness for yourself your own brilliance, your own wholeness. That's the magic here. So let me know in the comments below what you guys got out of today's training. If you're ready to take this leap, you're ready to be free of codependency and to be engulfed in your own peace, well-being, power, ready to experience healthier friendships, relationships, purpose, prosperity in your world. Come join us for the Happiness After Codependency System trainings. We start August 15th, so just about three weeks from now. Um, this is, I'm going to teach you three core things. I'm going to teach you how to restore safety, sovereignty, and sanity in your world. So I'll give you this foundation we've been talking about. And I'm going to guide you through into coming, coming into knowing, loving, and being who you are. And then I'm going to teach you how to build solid relationships in your life from a premise of discovery and curiosity. So you have to go out there and make something work. Instead, you're meeting people and discovering how it works and building from there. And we're going to connect you with purpose and brilliance in your world. So that's what we do with Happiness After Codependency System because that's the point. The point isn't to heal codependency. The point is to learn how to live without it in a way that creates more well-being, satisfaction, peace in your life so come join us in that you can check out the details above on facebook below on youtube and you can also come join us for my five-day workshop the four essential concepts and practices for healing codependency workshop where you can get i take you deep on understanding what self-trust is soothing the nervous system tension and anxiety in your body connecting back with your lived experience and restoring your connection to your innate value so Come join us for that. We start August 1st. It's five days, so we end August 5th. So the link is above on Facebook for that and below on YouTube uh, for that. Thank you guys again for being here. Have a safe weekend. I look forward to seeing you guys in our next episode, which will be uh, next week since today is Friday. We'll be jumping into the core concepts of identity, how we know ourselves, and how I teach you how to get into that in your world. So watch out for those. Have a great day, guys.